Precious Heavenly Father, what a faithful friend we have, O oh Father, in, which, in whom we can rely, Father, who knows us, who understands us, Father, who Lord never judges us, who never, Father, Lord, look at us, Father, in a different way, but is there to help us, to guide us, to lead us. Is there, Father, Lord Jesus Christ, to tell us, to comfort us when, Father, Lord, we feel low? Is there, Father, Lord, to show us that his love towards us is eternal? Father, we thank you for your grace, your mercy. Lord, we come this evening, O oh God, to have once again communion with you, that we can talk to you and you can talk back to us, Father. Lord, we come, O oh Jesus Christ, to hear from you. Father, can speak to our heart, can help us, Father, in this mid-week service to energize our faith, Father, to help us, Lord, for to walk with you, have a closer walk with you. Father, we thank you for the things that you are doing among us. We thank you for the good health. We thank you, Father, for the word. We thank you, Father, Lord, for the, the comforter that you are to us, for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the mediator. We thank you for the high priest who's still touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Lord, you are the rock who sustains us. You are the rock, Father, on which we can stand. And we know that without you, we are nothing. Father, we pray for the remainder of the service. Thank you for the atmosphere you have created. Thank you, Father, for your presence that we can already feel. May you, Father, Lord, be with us until the last prayer. And Father, Lord, Lord, that you self, yourself can take the full preeminence. We love you, Lord. We thank you. And help me, Father, to deliver, Lord, what you put on my heart. In Jesus Christ's name, we glorify your name. We thank you, Father. And we give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Brother Marion. Thank you, musicians. Greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those, those who are here and those who are streaming, certainly enjoy the services on Sunday, both services on morning and evening. 
God is speaking to our heart. Thank him for the services the last week and the other week and all keep feeding our soul and helping us to get closer to him. I think we are in the last part of the journey. Just need to stay more focused. Thank God that he keeps washing us by the word of the word of God. And faith comes by hearing and rapturing faith lays in the message, not just in the tape, but in us. Amen? That's why we feeding us. Just announcement, the way announcement, the Brother Darren, we have special speaker this, uh, this Sunday for both services. Brother Darren Ball will be speaking for us. So we're looking forward to that. Amen? Amen. Thank God for that. I just so so talked a little bit to Brother Obed, I think, last Sunday or last Saturday, say. And just send his greeting to the church and special greetings to Pastor Harold and Brother Ed. So I just, uh, so the dear friend and still, still have us in his heart and thank God for, for that. And it's been locked down in South Africa. I couldn't go back to back home to Congo because of the restrictions and everything. So, but now the, the borders have been open. I think he'll be going back. But while he was there, it was a blessing for the, for the small church they had there and. Uh, have my nephew has been there and he's been enjoying his, his service, his ministry. So thank God that he can lead in all this, all that. Thank you for your prayers for the church in, in Kinshasa. I think they have opened now. They allowed it to start, to start uh, gathering a certain way. Um, Africa is a hot season now, so they're allowed to, to, to gather outside the church, the part that's out of the church and inside the church as well. So. Thank God for what he's doing, amen? Amen. Just invite you to go to the word of God. I'd like to start speaking a little bit of one character that prophet has spoke a lot, a lot in the Bible. And I've just caught by what, once again, just to go to that. I know Pastor Harold has preached on that many times. And a great message. And on the hero of faith, so I'd like just to talk a little bit on Abraham. I'll focus here on Genesis 12 and 13, which just at the very early stage of his journey, but just to so invite you Genesis 12, 1-7. Bible says, Now the Lord that said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee, I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and I will make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all families in the earth be blessed. Just notice what he says in verse 2, and that shall be a blessing. So yourself, Abraham, you shall be a blessing. And it says, so Abraham departed, verse 4, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, 
And Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haram. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten Haran, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came, and Abram passed through the land into the place of Sishon, unto the plain of Moreh, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram, and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land, and they builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Just go to next chapter, verse 17. It says, Arise, arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, so I will give it unto thee. May God bless his word. You can have a seat. How many are happy to be Christians? Amen. Just want to talk to you this evening. Small thought, but uh, I don't know why. It just came to my, my heart that I can get rid of it. I feel like it sounds so simple, but maybe just for someone. And if you're just one person, I thank God for that. I'd like to talk this evening about. Abraham. Abraham's life is a perfect type of an end-time message believer journey. Amen? From the coming out to the body change, it remains, I think, a perfect type for the end-time message believer. Abraham was not a Jew because at that time the Jewish religion was not yet there, so to say, or neither of that race. And when I look in the Bible, see that one of the descent, one of the of the relative Abraham, even called him, is a Syrian, so completely Gentile. He was came from you, from Chaldee, and that where for his parents. No, he was not a Jew as we know as Jews are hard today. Completely a Gentile, but God had elected him. God chose him. Amen. God chose Abraham to be his friend. Abraham represented a group that received Elohim along the way. If you look at the journey, represent the group that received Elohim. Represent the group that in our time we say that we receive the rapturing faith. We usually refer to him as the father of faith. Abraham, the father of faith, the faith of Abraham. Although it was not the faith of Abraham, it was the faith of God that God put in Abraham. Amen. God put that faith in Abraham, and Abraham was faithful to God. It was the faith of God that God put in him. So we see that Abraham's life journey is a type of the end-time message believer walk. And I would like to talk this evening about a walk alone with God. A walk alone with God. Thank that God inspired Brother Marion to also sing that song. Uh, it took, I think, one big part of the song service. The last mile of the way. I just want to walk with him. Amen. I'll get that thought from the call that Brother Banham says that Abraham didn't have any great cloud of witnesses like we have today. For Abraham himself was a Chaldean, yet father of the Jews. But he was a Chaldean from the city of Ur and was called out from among his people to walk in a strange land. 
How beautiful that types the Christian walk today, that we have to come out from our associates of the world to walk in a strange land, a strange to the first land, to the first land that we separate ourselves from the things of the world. And he did that by faith. The prophet is saying he did that by faith. And he sojourned in a strange land, not even knowing where he was going. The only thing God said, come out, Abraham, and go into a land. And he was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. Amen. And the believing God. In reality, if you check in the Bible, I believe that all the prophets and all the people who were really dedicated to God and walked with God, they was already walking alone with God. They had a walk, a personal walk with God. Amen. It was not what they had to, to rely on someone else. It was what God was telling them directly. They had to walk with what God told them. We know in the Bible there was one prophet and the, one, the Bible calls the man of God. You know that story? That man, God told him, told him, you have to go this way and you have to go the other way. But that man, he got influenced by another person who was also a man of God. And he told him, you know what, God told me that you have to go this way. And you know what happened to him, a lion and to kill him and everything. And that man who directed him to go that way realized, oh, actually, God really sent him. What he had to do, he has to walk on what someone else had to tell him, and that was not what God told him. God told him you have to walk a certain way, and he had to walk that way. What I'm coming back to it is being God emphasized on the walk with him alone. Amen. Enoch walked with God alone. Enoch had to walk with God. Enoch had to walk with the revelation that God has given him. Enoch had to rely on what God has unveiled to his heart, that what he had to rely on and to walk on. I believe also here it's important that each person has a personal walk with God, that each person emphasizes in what is my walk with God. At which level am I in with God? It's not about saying, oh, no, I mean, yes, you might be at the justification. You might be at the sanctification level. You have, might be you might be at the baptism of the Holy Ghost level. You might be at the adoption level. But the importance is here. How is it maintaining the walk that you have between you and God? Amen. Are you moving forward? Job, no matter the calamities that had happened in his life, he had to rely on the personal experience that he had with God. Those who came to him, sometimes you read some of what they're saying, they look so nice, they look so good, they look so... Sometimes if you are not careful, you might open the Bible at that place and you read, if you don't know who was saying it, says, oh yeah, it does make sense. It, 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 what they're saying, it seems to be correct. But they were addressing that to Job, but they're putting it in a certain angle that they were trying to put condemnation upon, 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 upon Job. But Job knew that I already met God's requirement. I already met God's requirement. I'm not depending on my righteousness. I'm depending on the sacrifice. Because when I come to God, God is not looking at me. He's looking at a sacrifice. It's the same way of saying it was even being, again, put into the law that when the worshiper is coming, it's not the high priest is not looking at the, how the statue of the worshiper is coming, but he's looking at the statue. He's looking at how well is the lamb, how well is that sacrifice. 
sacrifice. The sacrifice is perfect. The worshiper is also therefore perfect. We thank God for the perfect sacrifice. That is not our own righteousness. It is the righteousness of the Lord. Job had to rely on his own experience. He had to rely on his own revelation. He had to rely on what God was, how God was dealing with him. He walked with God alone. No matter the criticism, no matter what was happening in his life, he had to rely on what God has spoken to his heart. He was condemned by his friend as a secret sinner, but he knew that he walked with God. I'm jumping here a little bit. We go, Jacob had to walk alone with God. He had to walk, he had to rely at some point. He relied on the experience that the mother was telling him. He had to rely on what the mother told him. You know, a good boy. God told me that you are a good boy. You are the one who's going to have the inheritance. You are the one to the posterity or the seed is the one going to have the, 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 the promise for this land. He had to rely on that at some point, but it, it came to a certain point where he has to start looking for the birthright himself. It came to a point where he has to strive until he gets the birthright himself. And I believe that each Christian here, in this, especially in this time that you are living in, you have to make sure that you have the birthright. No matter what it costs, what it costs your job, what it costs your family, what it costs, it costs your friends, make sure that you have the birthright. Even what caused more trouble to Jacob, it was what God had actually blessed him. The blessing that God gave upon him by having the birthright, that was causing his life more trouble. He had to run away. He ran away because of what he had to fight for. And once he got what he had to fight for, he had to run away. But that was not the end of the story, as you know the Bible. That was not the end of the story. He still had to come to a time where he had to have a personal contact with the angel. He stayed with Laban for a certain period, for seven years, for 14 years, for all that, because of the wife that he wanted. But it came at a certain point in order for him to have the blessing, because the blessing to Abraham was given to him, that you have to stand in this land of promises. If you are outside of the land of the promises, there is no blessing. Amen. May God help us to always stay where the blessings are. The blessings are in the word of God. Stay behind the word of God. It came to a point where Jacob had to fight with the angel. Give me that blessing. Give me that blessing. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Give me that assurance. I have to meet my brother. It's a matter of death and life and death. I have to have that assurance in my heart. Oh God, may you give us, may you help us to come to the point where we must have that assurance in our heart. You can say, might be talking just one person, but it's okay. Prophet says. Hearing, receiving, and acting. He says, I don't care what I have to do, what I have to say, how I have to act. The only thing I wanted that means more than my popularity is talking about the birthright. He said, that means more than my job. That means more than my mother. It means more than my wife, more than my children, more than my every friend I got. Let me have that birthright. I don't care what I have to pay. I want to meet God on his requirement. Whatever he requires, it's falling dust. And if it's, if, if it's falling dust, 
If it's speaking with tongues, if it's run through the building and act like a maniac or stand on my head, I don't care what it is. Just so I get it. That's the main thing. That's the spiritual-minded people, they want the birthright regardless. They want it. And as soon as they get it, it set up the same reaction it was in that family. Finally, it will come to a place till there come a separation. A man will have to obtain, if you obtain this birthright, it will have to separate himself from the world just as Jacob had to. My, sometimes it means walk alone. But if you really are sincere, and we thank God for the message we heard, more sincerity of God. It says, if you really are sincere and if you really receive the birthright, you don't care to walk alone. If the neighbors won't invite you anymore over the dinner, if nobody will have anything to do with you, what difference does it make to you? As long as you've got that birthright, that's the main achievement of your life. As long as I'm born of the Spirit of Holy Spirit, what difference does it make? As long as I'm on my road to heaven, what difference does it make what the people say as long as I'm walking in the Spirit? Oh, praise be to God. All that's born of the Spirit of God are led by the Spirit of God. Sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. Always walking in the beautiful light of holiness and cleanness. Amen. It's a walk that you never... It's a walk... That you never walk that way before. Abraham had to walk in that way in the land that he didn't know about that land. But God told him, you have never walked that way before, but still you have to go in that land. Let me tell you, in a journey as a Christian, you didn't know the ups and downs. You didn't know what will happen. You didn't know what 2020 will happen. We know the things that will come to happen. But let me encourage you this evening. God is just wanting to let you know, keep walking with him. Keep walking with him no matter what is happening, what is happening on the left, on the right. Stay focused on God and keep walking alone with him. The walk is not with your wife. The walk is not with your husband. Your walk is a walk alone. Prophet says in Abraham 56, the next thing that's taken place, there was a lot. When God says, separate yourself from everybody, the walk with Christ is an individual walk. You walk, you stand alone with you, you stand alone with you and God alone, not you and the pastor not you, and, but you and God alone. Not you and the deacon. Sometimes you and your wife, you and your husband, but you and God alone. You stand alone on your convictions. It has to become your personal convictions. God, I'm standing here because you have revealed that to me. God, if it's not revealed that to me yet, God, please reveal that to me that becomes my personal conviction. I know the pastor is, he is, I know the pastor has the faith in that. I know that they can believe that because the way they live, the way they walk, I know they believe that. But I know my parents believe in that. I know my wife believes, I know my husband believes, but Lord, what about me? I want to be convicted. I want that to be sure.
purity. I don't want to be in reality. It's not wrong to ask God that I'm not convinced. I'm not convicted or convinced yet. <laughs> convicted. Putting for I'm not convinced yet. It's not a problem as long as you are sincere with God and asking God, make me more convinced than I was yesterday. Make me more convinced than I was before I came into the church. Make me more certain and sure about you than before it was yesterday. Make that work with you more and more reality than how it used to be. That's what God wants because it's a personal walk between you and God alone. We can see how you can. We can see on the outside. But on the inside, on the inside, it's still God who can see that. Salvation is not a church affair. He continues in the the same quote. Salvation is not a church affair. It's an individual affair. Church is a gathering place where we come in one common ground and worship God. But salvation isn't because you have joined the church. It's because you have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and accepted him as your personal savior. And then you have to do more than that now. Isn't it just a make-believe? End of quote. The call of the message has always been about separation. Come out from among them. That's right. Separate yourself. Touch not their unclean things, and I will receive you. Save the Lord. Be not yoked with unbelievers. Be not yoked with unbelievers. Don't do it. Separate yourself. The message call has always been about separation. Separate from the world, separate from Laodicea, separate from Babylon, draw nigh unto God and God shall draw nigh unto you. It's the same principles, the more you separate, the more you get closer to God. The more you get untangled with different things, the more you are leaving God aside. The more you separate, the more you come closer to God. Separation might be from family. I'm going a little bit on, a little bit touchy there, but it's not my intention to. But let me say, separation might be from family. Because sometimes it can be those who you love the most, that sometimes they draw you down the most. Sometimes separation can come to the point you have to separate yourself from families. You have to separate yourself from friends and close friends. Sometimes it means, the prophet says in Hebrews chapter 7, part 1, God called Abraham to separate himself from all his kindred and to walk with him. Brother, sometimes it means leaving a church. It means that to Paul, he had to leave his church. Some of us had to leave denominations. I was looking for one quote. I came across that quote, but um, I neglected to put it aside and write it. But it was just good. The way Paul Abraham says, I think I'll, I'll, I'm paraphrasing. It says, it says, when those seals are being revealed, sins are re revealed, there is no other choice but you coming out of denominations. But when it's being revealed to you, there is no other choice but coming out from denominations. Because it, 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 you can't live in that. You can't feel yourself comfortable in it. You can't progress in it. You can't get closer to God in that. And once God has unveiled that to you, the only option is to come out of that system and get closer to God. Mean that to me. Meant that to many. Sometimes it means to leave home. Sometimes it means to leave father and mother. 
and forsake all. I don't mean to say it does every time, but sometimes it does. It means that you've got to take everything between you and God and walk with him alone. Oh, that blessed, sweet communion, that fellowship that you have that separates yourself from the things of the world and the carnal believers who is making fun of you and walk alone with Christ. How many times that I've thanked God, he said, I'll give you fathers, mothers in this present world. I'll give you friends and associates. I'll never leave you, neither without forsake you. Though the whole world turn its back on you, I'll go with you to the end of the way. Oh, you see, you might be on that, but I've lost this. I've lost some friends. I've lost families. I've lost this one. I've lost, they don't care about me anymore. They don't talk. They found me so strange. They found me an oddball. They found all different things. But God has given you a promise. He will never leave you. He will be your father. He will be your mother. He will be your friend. He will be your brother and your sister. And will give you more here. And he will give you life eternal. There is no blessing without. And then just me continue what the prophet says here. They want it, and as soon as they get it, whatever he requires it. Sometimes it means walk alone. If you really sincere as a birthright, you have to walk alone. And then says. Are you with me, amen? amen? There is no blessing without separation. If God told you to do something or something to do, he will never bless you until you do it. You know the story of the prophet, he told him, you know, the prophet, you have to go to South Africa first before you go to India. The prophet, because of uh, the people that was around him, the manager and uh, the only campaign manager, he thought, oh, you know what, yeah. Because of the pressure, let me just go to India. If you look at it at the story, he went to India and he, he was blessed and he had a campaign. To stay for, he had a campaign. It could be a mistake from one to the other, but just one for what one quote that prophet saying. He went there, he had blessings and everything. And people from the outside said, oh, it was great, great, great meetings, great meetings. But deep inside of him, he knew that that was not the perfect will of God. God told me to go the other way, and then after that, I will go the other way. Amen. Let me tell you here, it has to be a personal conviction. Don't follow the pressure from the outside. Follow what the Word of God says. Oh. Sometimes in Facebook, whatever network you are in, if someone is not putting things that edifying you, it's not a bad thing to unfriend him. Unfriend him. Separate him from anything that puts you low. As long as it's not going help, it help you to go further with God. Unfriend anything that is not helping you to go further with God. Separate yourself. Let's get out with God alone like Abraham walked with God. Abraham is a type of the real believer. He walked with God no matter what was happening on the side. No matter what the family says, no matter what the friend says. I'm walking alone with God. You see, when Abraham walked with God, 
He went to a place, and the Bible says, as we read in Genesis 12, he went to a place, the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed I will give this land, verse 7, and there builded an altar unto the Lord, and he appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain eight on the east of Bedel, and pitched his tent, having Bedel on the west and, and high on the uh, high on the on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. I was just looking at that, and you see, at a later time, at a later place, when he had to separate with Lot, because Abraham couldn't be blessed fully until he had to separate from all the people that came with him. He had to separate from his father. The father died. He had to separate from Lot. At the beginning, it was hard for him to separate from Lot. He took a lot everywhere. When he even took Lot in Egypt, and it came back out of the Egypt, Lot was still with him. But then at a certain point, they start having a little bit of wars, a little bit of things happening, a little bit of things coming down and here and there. Let me tell you, as long as Lord is with you, there are always going to be wars. There are always going to be strife. There are going to be confusions. There are going to be fighting here and there. Sometimes that Lord is the flesh that you allow to you, that to have always around you. You give him a lot of property, a lot of preeminence. You need to let that go. Amen. And at that point, when he had to separate from Lot, Lot had to choose the easiest way. He looked into Sodom and Gomorrah. He looked, oh, look that area there. It's easy to do certain things. It's, I can be a prosperous man. I can go there and do different things. And he looked at that. The Bible says, Lot pitched his tent toward Sodom. That's where his, his, his eyes were looking. That's where his heart was. Every morning he comes and look at that. Oh, Sodom. First, I think the first step, the Bible says, it was his eyes looking upon that. The next step was his tent pitched towards Sodom. The next thing that you see about Lot, he was in Sodom. That's how he started a little bit. You start looking at, you start looking at, you start looking, and you start taking a little bit of area in your life, taking a little bit of area in your life. The next thing, if you are not very careful, you are deep inside of it. It takes God's grace to come and take you out of that place. Why not choose the path that you can stay with God all the time? Oh. The call to Abraham already included the promise of the inheritance. Oh, that makes me so happy. The calling of the bride already includes the promise of the inheritance. Act 2 to 38 includes the promise of the inheritance. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you shall receive for the remission of the sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is the earnest of our inheritance. The calling of Malachi 4 is already a promise. I will send you Elijah the prophet so that he can change your heart to the faith of, the, of, of, of our fathers. Unless I come and smite the earth with a curse. There is already a promise there. The call of the bride has the promise to it. For the promise of the body change. We might not understand it scientifically and prove it and say different things. But we know there is a promise to it. Abraham's call was a call for him. God telling him, you, your seed shall possess this land. Abraham at 75 came out from that land. He didn't know how that's going to happen. 
Oh, that just amazes me. He didn't know how it's going to happen, but he had just to walk by faith, trusting what God says. No matter how his body was feeling, he knew that God is going to fulfill that promise. You don't know how it's going to happen, but you still believe that God is going to change this body from corruptible to uncorruptible, from corruption to uncorruption, from mortal to immortality. Your call of the bride to come out of the world has a promise for the body change. As Abraham was asked to walk in his journey, I can remember what the prophet was asked this experience, one time the prophet asked him, just to realize, would you like to walk with him, with me? Yeah, you. you know, it's the experience that happened on the third pool. He just stopped the blizzard. It's just that wonderful miracle. It's the same thing that happened that a man could stop the blizzard by the word of God. What a wonderful, wonderful experience. Oh, praise be to God. He's the manifestation of the third pool. But after that, God asked him, would you just want to walk with me for a while? The prophet says, oh, thank you, God. What a privilege that a mortal can be walking with you. And if you look at it, it's just a simple walk. <laughs> just think, it's just a simple walk. He was walking with God. He goes to a certain area. This is the place where I come. I think October 23rd, or the, the wedding, the place where he, he brought the wife for the hunting, for the, for the, for the how do you say, the honeymoon. The honeymoon came to that place. So he came, during the walk with God, during the walk with God, he comes to that place. Oh, God, thank you for the wife that you gave me. Thank you, Father, for the privilege, the wonderful thing. During the walk with God, he came to another place. He's walking around. Many things happening are the same things. Many things are not happening. I just thought, oh, God. That's how I want to be. Just walking with you, many things are happening, many things are not happening. (laughs) Many things are happening from the inside, many things are happening from the inside. Although the outside is not working, but you are just walking with God. Keep walking with God. Keep walking. Notice there was not too many things, too many things happening, too many things happening. It was just a simple walk with God. It's not only a hunting trip experience here. I believe it is something that pertains to every believer. You have the privilege to walk with God all the time. You can be at school, you are just thinking about Him. You are walking with God. You can be at work, you are just thinking about Him. You are walking with God. You can be in your house, you are cleaning the dishes. Oh, thank you, God, for what you have done in my life. You are walking with God. You can be in your prayer closet, oh God. I love you, I thank you. You are walking with God. The message is bringing the bride to come to the level where you are walking with God. Alone with God. Came to a certain place and he sees those animals coming. Uh, I've, I've done my note, but the door and the other animals, the two, they come. They were so close to him, he could almost shoot them. He, uh, the first reflex was, I want to shoot them. They, you know, they cannot escape. Then he started talking to those animals. You know, you, are at, you know I can kill you, you're such a distance, I can kill you, but I don't want to kill you. 
you are enjoying the nature as I'm enjoying the nature. Oh, praise be to God. That's the message we have received. God is bringing us back to what was lost in the Garden of Eden when we can have, when the animal recognize who is the master, amen. We're coming when a man can be in soul connection with God. He can talk to an animal. An animal seems to understand and walking around and going. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, it's this message, not the meat. It's a reality. Lord, help me to walk with you. All the time. No matter what's happening, let me walk with you all the time. And then he remembers his promise that he gave to God. I cannot kill those animals just to give to people here and there. They don't necessarily need it. They have. They're rich people. They can buy different things. But God, I gave him your promise. I will not deny that promise. And God comes and reminds him, oh, you remember your promise. So do I. You kept your promise, so I will keep my promise towards you. I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. I will be always with you. That's the most important thing, and I think the most important thing here. He had a burden in his heart for many years. He has been, he has been dealing about it. He has been repenting, looking at every part of his life, checking different things. But once God told him that, that gave him the peace that he needed for his walk with God, for the remainder of the walk with God. Let me tell you, you cannot have a belief, you can never have that peace in your heart unless you come to that burning bush experience. Unless you come to that walk with God in an intimate way. And that walk we didn't just finish with that. I don't think it just finished that and said, you know, after that then God disappeared. He's not walking with God anymore. He was continually walking with God all his life relying completely on God it's an opportunity for us to walk with him yeah. in that walk with the Lord you don't need to please people above the word of God like what Paul said in Galatians 1:10. for do I now persuade man of God or do I seek to please man For if I yet pleased man, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. It was given to him by revelation of Jesus Christ. Yes, you please, if you please with different things, Different men, you can't please God and please man at the same time. Too many compromises with the word of God because people want to please people. People want to be people-pleasing people. I don't know if you can say it in English, but it sounds good. People-pleasing people. You will be struggling too much people-pleasing people here and there, here and there. I can't do this. I can't do this. No, stay with the word of God. But what did the prophet to think, you know, what are they going to think about me that I had that opportunity, but I didn't bring that to them. He had to respect to the promise he gave to God and walk in that promise that he gave to God. Let me tell you, you want, God wants us to be his prisoner. He wants us to be his prisoner. I'm afraid to say this, but God wants us to be his prisoners. 
I'm afraid of what this, if you're afraid of what this person will say, this or the other, who cares? Are you persuaded enough about the conviction that you have about the Word of God? It has to become, I'm repeating myself here, it has to become a personal revelation to you. That's what Paul says in Ephesians 3, 3. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. It was not because it was taught to him, it was a revelation given to him. Someone has revelation can help you to some extent to, to go to a certain extent. But you will come to a certain time where Jesus will ask you, what do you say about me? Not what people say, but what do you say about me? You have to come to the point with Jesus to say, what do you say about me? And you have to say, it's a personal revelation in my heart that you are my Lord and my King, that this message is my life. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Have you picked up your own personal cross and followed him? Or are you just hiding behind the group? Have you taken your personal cross and walked with him? I think it's in the message leadership that the prophet says something similar to him. If he leads you here, he will lead you on the other side. If you walk with him here, you walk with him on the other side. I don't want to cross Jordan alone. I want to cross Jordan with the one I've been walking here all together. That has to be the personal experience to each person of us, each person, each one of us. The rapture is personal. The message is personal. Revelation is personal. The new birth is personal. Amen. The tenth vision is personal. You and you, God alone, you have to come to that place where something has to happen in your heart that you can't explain to other people how it happened. If you explain to other people how things happen to you, let me say there is something wrong. <laughs> it has to be a certain thing that happened. I don't know how I was delivered out of this, but God delivered me out of this. You can say, I got delivered out of this because I write this, this, because you are, there, is a, uh, there is a process how I can do you, that I can make you to that process and produce certain things that say that you come a clean person, message believer outside of it. No, it has to become a personal revelation. You go through it. God works with you. You go in the chamber. You cry unto him. Lord, make something real to me. Father, change my heart. Stir my heart. Move me, Father. Make something real to me and then God will come he always comes it's not something it's not a myth it's a reality the pastor went to that the deacon went to that minister go to that you have to go to that like I said the burning bush experience gave to Moses what Moses didn't have in the back part of the desert Without it, there was no assurance. If he had gone to Egypt without that assurance, at the first, at the first trial, Moses would have run away. At the first trial, when you see Janus and Drumress reproducing the same thing, he would have run away. But because he had a personal experience with God, he knew that God talked to him no matter what. God is going to fulfill his word. That assurance gave him the strength to meet the challenges of the hour. 
In order to meet the challenge of the hour in Laodicea here, it has to be a personal decision. It has to be a personal experience. I'm repeating myself here, but I think it's for one person. Don't you think that Sarah was not questioning Abraham about the decision that he made? I think she was probably questioning that. Do you, are you sure? Don't you think that Lot is in a better place? Don't look Mrs. Lot, how she's well respected over there. Don't see how Mrs. Lot is well dressed. Don't you see how Mrs. Lot is more popular? Don't you see that how, how their children are, are more popular, progressing, becoming, becoming rich and richer? What are we doing here, really? <laughs> God told me to stay here. I don't know how it's going to happen, but God told me to stay here. Don't you see that in the message church, on the other message church, they are doing these things, they are, they are, they are doing the other things here, but they are, they are fine. God told me to stay here. The problem is we sometimes miss to have that assurance. When you don't have that assurance, you start looking to uh, eh? yeah. the things of the outside. What about this? Comparing about the Bible, comparing about the comparing. But what did God tell you? Yeah. Yeah. I, this, is my, this is not my topic, but I, I, I'm, I'm advising one of my, my I've some nephews and nieces in my family. Oh, I want to get married. I, want to, I think this is one is the, the Tonton in French. Is the, Uncle, this is the one. Because he talks so nicely. And, did God tell you it him? How can God tell me? How can, until God tells you that it's him, don't come talk to me about him. Amen. It has to, because when trials comes, you need to have a foundation that is so solid that nothing can move it. God told me it hurt. You have a place you can come back to God. God, you are the one who told me it hurt. Why these things are happening? You only one who can solve this. The same way for the husband. You told me the, for the woman. This, it's her. It's him. Why these things are happening? That's not my note at all, but someone might need it along the way if there is a tomorrow. <laughs> Brother Maxwell says some people are praying for the rapture to go in. To go through that, so might need, they might need it. We thank God for the burning bush. We thank God for the assurance of the Holy Ghost, the eternal security, the assurance. If not yet done, the time is very advanced now. We are long along the way. That's brother my, my, Marion. We are long along the way. It's time to have that assurance. It is time to ask God, God, give me that pledge. It's time to ask God, give me that signet, give me that bracelet, give me that stuff, give me the assurance, give me something that will give me serious confidence, serious confidence, let me have serious confidence with you, Lord. Give me that. I will not leave you until you bless me, until you do what you did to Jacob, until I go further, I need to have that assurance. I cannot miss Esau without that assurance, Lord. Let me have that assurance because we are all along the way now 
don't want you to stay behind. Enoch walked with God, as I said before. After the fall, I'm sure that Adam rejoiced with when he could see Enoch walking with God. You look in the Bible, you look on the generosity, you calculate, you see the time, and uh, you realize that actually Adam saw, saw the, walk, uh, the walk of Enoch, and the walk of Enoch with God. I think Adam, after the fall, he could realize, oh, look at the man who's walking with God. This is the way I used to walk with God. This is the way I used to be in the Garden of Eden. God is making that possible in the seventh age, that we can walk with God. The same way that the second Adam walked with God. He had fellowship with God. He relied on God. He was talking with God. The God was inside of him. This, the same thing for the bride walking in the seventh age. She can have that walk with God. She can have that fellowship with God. She can have that, feel, that communion with God. It is our time. Lord, I want that fellowship with you. I want that walk alone with you. Don't let nothing separate you from that walk with God. Amen. God likes to walk with us. Abraham was called the friend of God. Abraham made mistakes in that walk. Like Adam, he never blamed Sarah for those mistakes. He took responsibilities for those mistakes. That's why, that's what is called accountability. It's my walk. With God. Because it's not your walk with God. Say, oh, it's this one. It's this one. It's this one. They didn't greet me. That's why I'm not happy. They didn't do this. The song leader didn't bring that my favorite song. He's not the, my favorite preacher. He's not this. Everybody always claiming on someone else. What about your walk with God? It is my walk with God. I'm making sure that my walk with God is perfect. <laughs> No matter the circumstances, the two things, we will all make mistakes. People will make mistakes. But as long as this is my walk, nothing negative should come into my walk with God. I'm not going to use, I'm not going to use excuses and put the blame on others. It is my walk alone with God. I'm not going to use an old experience. I was doubting to put that example, but it might be a long time, long time. I watched a movie, but that's not a movie to watch. But just it was a, a, two prisoners who came out of the prison, and they were chained in that prison. So they were running around. Those who were in the world now think, oh, I remember that. I don't, I don't want to remember that. But it's just something, a concept that, thing, oh, they were running away, running away, running away. But... They didn't like each other when they were in jail. They didn't like each other. So, you go, I go this way. They didn't, they didn't go nowhere as long as they were not walking in harmony. Because one wanted the other way, one the other, the other way. As after a while, they had a conversation. You know what? Dogs are behind us. The police is behind us. Different things behind us. In order for us to really escape, we had to collaborate. We have to walk in harmony. You walk, I lead you. When you're tired, I walk. You have to be in harmony. It's a little bit of expression there, but let me tell you here. Just to put it on a point here, I want to put it here. God wants to walk with us. We need him so much. He needs us so much. 
that things that cannot be done only if we submit ourselves to him. Saying with a lot of humility because God is sovereign and everything. But just by God's grace, he has chosen us to be like Abraham. As long as Abraham was going out of the land, what God has given is a promise couldn't be fulfilled. He had to recognize and come back to the same place. Although the mistake, we make a lot of mistakes. We will make mistakes. But let me remind you, come back to the right place. Come back to the land. Come back to the harmony with God. God, I realize that I cannot walk without you. I have to walk with you. God also said, you know, my son, I can't do too many things. I need you to walk with me. Let's walk in harmony with God. In order to escape Laodicea, we have to walk with God. We have to walk in harmony with God. Amen. Oh, I'm going to read Ephesians 3, 14. Five, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Just want to emphasize here, put some notes here. A name is a character, it's a nature. A Christian has to be like Christ. Mrs. Jesus is to be like Jesus. The little life of Jesus Christ has to be inside. Message believers to be like the message. It's the life of the message has to be inside. It's not just a name put on the top, but then inside the nature, the nature is not changed. Name means nature, it means character. Abraham's name was changed to show that he took God's part of him inside of, of Abraham. The H part was the God part that was put in Abraham's name, part of the change of his nature. I know this is the way down the road of his life, but let me emphasize you to produce something here. We are, we are walking with God, but we need a change from the inside. Jacob's name was changed. It was a different walk. You can't walk with God and still have your old habit. They need to change. They need to be changed. Paul's name was changed from Saul to Paul to show that his walk was different. I'm not disobedient to the heavenly vision. You need to have to walk according to the revelation that God has given you. The church name has been changed from the church to the bride. We have to produce a different walk. Amen. A walk different from the past. This is calling, as I said at the beginning, the calling of the bride. The shout of the king. The word of God separates the grain from the shack. We have to come to the point of separation. We cannot, we cannot inherit our, our inheritance, our promise, if we still being bound to the shark. The shark has to come out. We have to be united to God and God himself. Let me put if something positive as I'll be closing here. The prophet walked one time, I believe it was Billy Paul. Not someone, but I think it was Billy Paul, I believe. He's so walking in a dark kitchen. And sometimes it's happened with my little kids. I'm just holding him. I don't expect anything. And then he walked. And then the, 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 the Billy Paul asked, brother, brother Bannon, I just want to hold your hand. I want to hold your hand, daddy. So you know, everything's fine. I'm here. No, I just want to hold your hand. Simple illustration. But as he's walking there, he realized that he has stumbled and he almost fell. And his hand hold him. Prophet realized, oh, how, that's how I want to walk with God. Amen. As long as my hand is in his hand, hand, that's what I need, Lord. There will come time I will fall. There will come time I will make mistakes, as Abraham made mistakes. 
But keep my hand in your hand, Lord. Take my hand. Lift it up. I'm nothing without you, Lord. I cannot prevail without your hand holding my hand. Let me just walk with you, Lord. Sincerely, let me walk with you. Let me follow you. Let me follow the bloodiest footsteps on the sand. Because I know the time where I can't hold myself anymore. But I know that you will hold me. And you will walk with me. You will put me in your, on your shoulders. You will walk with me. Let me walk with you. Amen. Isn't it beautiful to walk with you as Abraham walked with you? Amen. In an unconditional covenant just to know that I'm walking with you. Because for Abraham, you were Jehovah Rapha. You were El Shaddai. You were Jehovah Jireh. He didn't know the land. He didn't know the different things. But as long as he walked with you, everything was taken care of. The life of Abraham, the life of Abraham was not a static life. It was not a one-time event. It was a continual walk. God kept unveiling himself to him. It's a higher call. We are aiming for the final prize of the high calling. We are not, we have no continual city here. We are looking for that city where the maker and the founder is God himself. It is a continual walk with God. We don't know the future, but we know the one who holds the future. We had the call for the first pool. We had the call for the second pool. Now God is calling us to the third pool. Walk with me, amen. It might take some trials. It might take some deceptions. It might take some disappointment. But let me tell you, as long as you are walking your hand in his hands, everything is fine. <laughs> the third pool is a walk alone with God. Brother Banam had to separate from people. He had to separate. He had to come to the place where Demas had to forsake him. He had Demas had to go away from him. He had to find himself being alone with God. Alone with God. The messenger went to that step. God, alone with I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm forsaken. They rejected me. They've put me outside and have different things. The same thing for the bride. She has to walk alone, alone with God. Do you know why Christians are afraid to walk alone? It's because they're afraid of failures. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just skip something to save time here, but I didn't want to rush. That's usually sometimes just rush, but the prophet says, that's it. It is, friend, God knows how to hold you on a Nash hip, he knows how to do something for you until he can get the message over you, see, to get to do something. Today, I don't know how much defeat. I went in, went in, I was listening on the radio broadcast. There was a minister preaching on the resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15. He was preaching the resurrection. He stopped right in the middle of his sermon and he said, you know, so many people are afraid of defeat. He said, when General Patton lost a bunch of soldiers, he said, then they told him, he sent back and he wanted some more and they sent him up some more. He got them killed and sent some for some more. Let me just prophet get to a point here. When he got them, third bunch up there, he said, every time a bullet will whine, they will run on the thin and run under something another scared. He said, send me up men, not kids. He said, I want men that's ready to die. I don't want somebody that's afraid to die. 
If the cause we are fighting for is not worthy to die for, then keep them away from me. I want men. He said, but you've lost two or three battles. He said, I haven't lost the war. I've just lost the battle. Yeah. Prophet says, something spoke in my heart. I remember I said, how said, when I, I throw, when I thrown a bullet commanded and they thrown a shell in the gun, they pulled off and was a fizzle. It says, it didn't work. I didn't quit and surrender. He threw the bullet. I'm getting to a point here. That's the way. It's got to be done. I don't know how it will be. God is my judge over this pulpit. I don't know how many fizzles. Sorry if I'm not saying it properly. How many battles I'll lose, but I'll not lose the war. He told me he will be with me. I'll stand till I see that ministry confirmed and see it in operation. I begin this morning by grace. I don't know whether it will work here, whether it will work somewhere else. How it will work and what will take place, but I walk right down in prayer lines and praying for the sick. So he was waiting for a transition of the ministry, but he says, sometimes I'm so scared, I'm afraid, and different things. I don't need to be afraid. I just need to walk with God. Listen to another place in the same message, actually. Go tell in 50, 50. I'm afraid of defeat. Anything, I'm afraid I'll bring a reproach. I'm always afraid of it, watching things, I'll call the wrong thing. And it, I think it, it's a normal thing. It's a normal, as a believer, I'm closing. It's a believer, as a believer, it, 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 it's okay to think, that, oh, I'm afraid, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. We, we have to be afraid. But don't let the fear of, of walking closer with God hindering you from making a step to get closer more and more for God. Sometimes it's the fear of the unknown. If I let that thing go, how am I going to survive without that friend? You can let that friend go if he's putting you away from God. God, I'm making a step to get closer to you. How can I go and survive? Like, how can I survive without being so, the way I'm so attracted to these things or these things? If it's getting on the way with God, don't worry about it. Put it aside. God, we're going to give something that will get you closer and closer to God. That's what I was going to put as a point. Oh, I didn't even touch the point of God exploring the land, but just want to quote it because I talked about alone. I cannot live without putting just a, a parenthesis here to put uh, Ephesians 4 2 4 says, I'll be closing. Musicians can come, put me in. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love and. Uh, and and the vowing to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as we are called in one hope of your calling. In my walk alone, I have to keep the unity of the spirit. My walk has an influence on others. Don't let my walk lead someone else astray from, you, from God. How easily in a parade you see someone walking a certain way. And if the person is behind him or next to him is not careful, you just follow that person. But who led that person astray? It is, might be the walk of the first person before. In the preview of the, of the bride, I'm asking these questions. I want to put that on someone else. I'm asking myself, have I been the one who went astray? <laughs> have I been the one who has been astray? Maybe a little bit of influence here. Maybe a little bit of fashion here. I just let it go and I see other people following that fashion. Was I the person on the line that was putting other people going astray? 
If it is the case, Lord Jesus Christ, be merciful unto me, Lord. I want to come back online. Help me to come back online because the way I'm walking might influence someone else to go astray. My walk has an influence on someone else. Let my walk be with you. As long as my walk is with you, Lord, someone will might influence someone else to come back to the right place. As Abraham caused me to come back in the land of promise. If I went away, cause me to come back to the land of promise. Let me stay in line. Ephesians 4, 15, 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in a measure, every part maketh increase of the body into a deadifying of itself in love. We are one body. Your joint has to supply to another joint in order for the body to move. As a body, we are moving. We are walking. Let's walk in a perfect harmony with God. Every joint has to be strong in order for the body to be strong. Lord, when I walk with you alone, let my walk to be a blessing. Because remember, I started at the beginning when told Abraham, you leave that and you go that place, you will be a blessing. You will be a blessing to the body if your walk is a blessing. Amen. If you walk with God, your walk will be a blessing to the body of Christ. Otherwise, it might be an hindrance. Each person is connected to the headship. Each person has its place of adoption. One mind and one accord means each person has the mind of Christ. Each person is connected to the headship. Then the body can move in harmony. As we say, we have fellowship one another. We walk, we not walk not in darkness, but in the light. Because if we walk in the light, he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. How many can just say this evening, Lord, I want to close the walk with you. Just a walk close with you. Just a walk close with you. Just a closer walk with Thee. Oh, granted, Jesus is my Oh, 
Oh, 